Welcome to Dragon Talk. Way better intro than the one Ryan deleted. It's totally a better one. <laughs> totally a better one. I am Greg Tito, and I would like to welcome you to the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. And our co-host, Itchy, Mc- Itchy, Itchy Fans. Itchy Mazanoble. <laughs> Itchy and Scratchy yeah, here today. today. Yeah, just today. What is going on? Do we ever wash these headphones? That's a good idea. We probably My should. My head is like a little burning. That's the on one that top. Patrick Rathfuss had on his head, and you don't is know there? what's in there. Oh, it's like burning my scalp, and my oh, ears gosh. just got really itchy. Oh, that was the acid trap. We forgot to move, remove. Oh. I'm sorry, drunky two-shoes. You just fell into my trap. <laughs> Uh, it is uh, the yep. day before Halloween when we're recording this, uh, so we're a bit punchy from all the sugar. I believe, as Shelly said, you had about, what, three 1, candy corns? 1,911 candy corns. That's a lot of candy corns. You're pro candy corn? Not? Yeah, I was going to ask. You pro candy corn? I'm ambivalent. No, I don't really not care. Really like an ambivalent. I mean, they're candy, but they're not like good candy. No, they're good candy. Yeah, Brian, see, yeah, candy not corn? Not so much. Worst candy ever made. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like, what about marshmallow peeps? Better. Really? Wow. Helen, what do you think? Candy corn, yay or nay? Yeah, candy corn. No. What's the matter with you people? You all got voted off the island just about now. <laughs> She's out! Finally! I can Bye. do this all by myself! Uh, yeah, I'm so... i back because I want to talk to Erica. Yeah, as you should. That makes perfect sense because... Your, your shirt is kind of a candy corn. It is a little bit of a candy corn color. It's true. You never took candy corns and bit off the ends and then stuck them on your teeth and made fangs? Yeah, sure, but that's a prop. That's not a that's not candy. Ate them up. Oh, and that sugar would just be stuck on your teeth. Threw them down without even <laughs> chewing. Just like swallow the candy. Yesterday, Quinn went trick-or-treating in the neighborhood. Did yeah. you bring your kids to that? I didn't, no. Rude. We were pretty like, eh, I don't want to do it. Let's do once. One trick-or-treating is enough. It was really fun, but he, there was a bucket. Like, all the businesses had their buckets of candy. Yeah. And 100 grand bars, one of my favorites. You don't see them that often. You don't? In the Full bars? No. Oh. Like, a little fun size. And he was like, hmm, going towards it. And then, pfft, at the last second, veered off for a starburst or something. What? I know. Like, no. Rookie move. No, you take the 100 grand. Right. So I want to tell you, I was at a Halloween party on yeah. Saturday, yeah. and uh, uh, a woman oh, yeah. shows up, and she's in, like, cat makeup, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And she's coming out. She's going to smoke a cigarette by the fire, and uh, she's like, actually, I'm a tabaxi. No, she didn't. And if you know what that is, then you're pretty cool. No, she didn't. Yeah, she did. Who'd she say that to? To the room, basically. No. I think somebody was like, oh, cool makeup, cool costume, blah, blah, blah. I didn't hear the question. Uh, but then she said, actually, I'm a tabaxi. And then we talked. Did I, I basically say, found my I people. I know what that is. I did. I did. Erin was right next to me. And then she said, like, I wish she was She was basically in her 50s. And she's saying, like, I wish I had played uh, Dungeons and Dragons my whole life. I feel like I would have been a different person. I say that, too. Yeah. And uh, she plays with her daughter, the, the dungeon master, uh, who got her into it. Her daughter had uh, uh, tiefling horns and no uh, uh, totally was a tiefling. Way. Yeah. We basically, there was, uh, there was like my people. I basically hung out with them the entire night. A tabaxi and a tiefling it, it and a Tito. Great. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> it was awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. What, what was your costume? I, uh, we, oh, my wife and I, we got uh, uh, peanut butter and jelly costumes. So I'm oh. the peanut butter one and she's the jelly. because really cute. I think she thinks jelly is more feminine. She literally says I feel like yeah. it is. Yeah. I would have went for the jelly. Uh, so then we just, I, I made me like, well, we have to keep, continue to make sandwiches repeatedly over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, mm, yeah, we're married, but no. 
Not, <laughs> not, you don't have to prove how married you are in the middle of a party. We did, we did do the, like, you know, run and, you know, jump and bump chests together a few times. Nice. You know, that was our move. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Because that's how you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. All right. But the cool thing about talking to these people was, like, they, they had, like, a, a general knowledge of, you know, that Dungeons & Dragons was made in Seattle and, and you know, well, the, the people here. But know. they didn't – and I was like, oh, yeah, I worked there. It was not, like, the, the normal fan type thing. They were just like, oh, all right, that's cool. And, like, huh. oh, that's – all right, that's neat. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on a podcast with my friend Shelly who you know, lives also over there. Also a tabaxi. Also in West Seattle. And they're like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll check it out. Like, it was very, like – they just played D&D. They didn't they – you know, they're, they're, But inside they were like, oh, my God. It's great, you know. No, that's what that was cool. What was cool about it is that they weren't like that. They were just like, you know, they, it, it, Dungeons Dragons was just a part of their lives, and it wasn't like oh. the, uh, you know, following each each that's thing. Really cool. Yeah, exactly. It was I love that neat. her daughter got her into it. I know. I'm a tabaxi. <laughs> it's cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's going on here in Dungeons and Dragons world uh we have extra life this weekend uh from when we're recording it uh but you can continue even after when you're listening to this in podcast form donate to our extra life page for wizards of the coast we got the turtle package yep. up on the dungeon masters guild yep you can play as a turtle uh there's also the one grung above uh is able to be uh downloaded it's a pdf uh and plays a grung like uh chris Lindsay's game here on the twitch channel wednesdays at 2 3 p.m 2 3 p.m wow. 2 3 p.m uh, C3 p.m. Uh, 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, is when one grung above. They're actually off this week because the D&D team is headed to Game Hole Con in Wisconsin, uh, and they'll be broadcasting from there as well, too, which will be pretty exciting uh, on November 3rd. And then on November 4th, we got some stuff going on here from the Wizards of the Coast office, uh, as well as uh, some of our partners on the Twitches. Uh, so go to uh, Extra Life page on the Wizards of the Coast website, uh, and you'll find out more there. But of course, I, I need more on donations toward my page to get up to my goal. I had a set yeah. of goal for $1,000, and I have not yet raised it. And you have cool things available for people who donate the money. Exactly. To, to shape the game. Uh, to, uh, uh, you know, digital type things that we can send out. We haven't been sending out a lot of, like, physical stuff just because oh. we, it's, it's harder to, to, to wrangle all that. But we want just to... Just one shirt, Tito. What, what, the one that I'm wearing right now, uh, it will go for <laughs> I mean, two he's take million it off dollars. You know. <laughs> we got Greg Tito funk all over it. I oh. uh, can't get that anywhere else. Uh uh, yeah, for, for those of you who are wondering where the, I'm wearing a new Beholder shirt, uh, it is pretty neat. Uh, we'll be passing them out at events and stuff going forward. It's, it's not one that you can get anywhere. It is also just one you have to be in the know. We'll be passing it out. We didn't make too many of them, but maybe we'll make more and make them available for uh, for retail at some point. Uh, but we'd like to make a little, you know, ha- along with our water bottles and our mugs, it's um, uh, some swag that you just have to be in the know and get it. It's true. There's, we, we're, we're creating false scarcity by some of those things. Um, but Extra Life is totally awesome, and I wish uh, more and more people would donate towards it. Again, I have lots of stuff available on my page over the next uh, week or so, so please go ahead and do that. Uh, Tomb of Annihilation is out now. I'd love to hear uh, about how people are playing through it. Uh, there is also uh, the amazing uh, Xanathar's Guide to Everything is coming out very soon. November 10th, it'll be in game stores. There's an alternate cover that you can get uh, only in game stores uh, that features art by Hydro74. It's very cool. I suggest you check it out. Uh, there's lots of other cool stuff. There's hand cholo jewelry, which uh, you did no, not where? bring. I, well, because it's in Hillary's boxes, Hillary. which is not unpacked. 
Uh, does some really cool stuff, uh, including a claw of Tiamat pendant, uh, a uh, beholder pendant that matches very well with this T-shirt. Um, you can check that under handcholo.com, and it's under the officially licensed tab. There's a Demogorgon jacket. I was just across the street. That I love. I was just across the street at the uh, uh, the offices uh, that aren't ours, but we still eat there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and somebody just randomly came up to me and was like, "Oh my god, where where can you get that sh- that jacket? Where can you get that satin Demogorgon timely. jacket? It's very timely we for didn't Stranger talk about Things." Stranger Things. It's it's out. I, I know. Are you I've watching watched, it? I watched three episodes so far. I think we're on four. Nice. Okay. Uh, Ryan already muscled through and did all of it. You did. Yeah. Is it good? Good on you, sir. Good on you. Yeah. Uh, we'd love okay. to hear more. Um, but for those of you who love the uh, you know the Demogorgon from the first season, uh, it's on thinkgeek.com. It's a pretty cool satin jacket uh, that it looks makes you, makes you feel like you're in the '80s for reals. Should I Not know what um, the the baddie is in this season? If I know. Um, no, I don't think so because I don't know really. Okay. It's just a thing. Okay. That's got some it's stuff not, happening okay. in it. I know. Don't talk about it, Ryan. Don't talk about it. Uh, no spoilers <laughs> for Stranger Things here. But, but there's a D&D uh, hat, a retro-style hat you can get from Box Lunch, which is very cool. I've worn it. Could have been part of your Stranger well, Things costume. It really could have. With my with my jacket and my thing and this T-shirt, oh, yeah. it would have been bad Uh A couple of other fun do- digital things out there. Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms uh, from Conan Entertainment is out on Steam Early Access right now. You can download it. It's very fun. You send your uh, adventurers out. They kill monsters. They collect loot. All in real time, so you can kind of check in, do a little bit of fun stuff, get all the uh, stuff rewards, level them up, and then walk away. You can go do other stuff, and then go check back walk in later. Away. And they've been, uh, you know, collecting loot Just this whole time. Walk away. Walk away. It's called an idle game. Very fun. Uh, also, Tales from Candlekeep: Tomb of Annihilation is out on Steam as well. Uh, that takes the Whiz Kids. Uh, board game, Tomb of Annihilation, which is in the adventure system uh, of board games, and uh, puts it in the digital realm that you can play single player. There's lots of, uh, I think there's 29 different scenarios that you can do. Um, you, uh, It's more of a tactical-based thing. You play as some of the characters within the uh, Chult storyline, so Artist Simber is a character, Dragonbait, Ashara, uh, Birdsong, who is a tabaxi. Aww, what? But a tabaxi bard. Um, and uh, you uh, put down tiles and kind of explore like a little area and make tactical decisions on, on what monsters to kill first. Uh, it is very fun, challenging as well. You have, really have to think about how you approach each uh, turn in each situation. So I suggest everyone who likes that style of uh, Dungeons & Dragons play, go check it out. Uh, again, it's called Tales from Candlekeep, Tomb of Annihilation. We'll be showing um, BCOM uh, doing some uh, streaming of that on this channel here later on in the oh, week. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I believe it's at 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on Fridays. Is that right? Um, it is. Oh, they're off this week. I don't think they're doing it this week, but I think that is <laughs> the general slot that they try to do it as uh, uh, as then, um, which is very fun. Uh, so yeah, and then they're at Tales Candlekeep on Twitter uh, to find out more about when they might be going live or any more information uh, about that at all. Good stuff there. Um, and of course, if you're like the more uh, uh, tabletop group, check out the WizKids Tomb of Annihilation board game as well. It's in stores now. Uh, as well as Dragonfire is also in stores very soon. Uh, there's uh, uh, That is more of a uh, I guess like almost like a turn-based cooperative game uh, using uh, the um, uh, it's a it's a game system that they developed for another uh, uh, property out there, but mm. it's adapted for Dungeons and Dragons. It's very cool, um, mm. and uh, it it got a huge following on uh, Kickstarter, and it's, it's doing well. It's doing cool. well so far. Um, I guess 
there's so much more stuff I always want to pimp out, including Dragon Plus issue 15 will be coming out. Uh, sorry, issue 16 will be coming out very soon. A lot of fun stuff happening in there, uh, including some fiction, including some stuff about uh, what's happening uh, in the uh, the world of Chult, uh, as well as Tomb of Annihilation. Any uh, lots of fun stuff uh, happening. Bart has been working crazy hard on getting that, that issue out the door. Can't uh, wait to see the we're, cover. We're excited about it. Um, and then, of course, Great Lost City of Oma. There's two episodes tonight. Uh, if you are watching this on Twitch, you'll be able to watch it directly on tonight. But it's if not, it'll be on our Twitch collections page for you to catch up with all of the episodes before our live show. November 18th in Brooklyn. It'll be live streamed from here, but if you're in the New York area, think about coming down and checking it out. It is uh, going to be all of the cast from Lost City of Omu, this most recent season of Force Gray, uh, except for Brian Posehn. So we'll have J- uh, Joe Manganello, Deborah Ann Wall, Dylan Sprouse, Utkar Shambudkar, and Matt Mercer as the Dungeon Master, and maybe one surprise cast. Not really sure. There might be a fifth. I feel like there might be. It'll be your chance, East Coasters, uh, to see it in person, live. We did this last year at the Egyptian Theater in L.A. We're doing it in New York City this time. It should be pretty fun. Uh, so go check that out. Tickets are available right now. I think they're still at their introductory price of 20 bucks, uh, and it will be going up. And if you uh, buy the VIP package, you'll get better seating as well as a free copy of Xanathar's Guide to no Everything. Way. Yeah. Exactly. Before it's out wide, and it's, it'll, it'll be out in game stores already, but it like won't be right out wide. Like right then and there, you get it. Physical copy, you'll get it. It'll be there. Oh, that's cool. Pretty exciting. Uh, so yeah, uh, New Yorkers, that might be a great way to get in touch with what's happening with Xanathar's as well as uh, all the fun Force Gray actors that are uh, uh, performing in there. That's really right. cool. Shout out to Sean Wood for uh, doing all the artwork for uh, uh, those characters. They're really cool, uh, and it's. We're basically showing it throughout all of our stuff that we're doing. Sean's actually running a game for Extra Life on November 4th. Uh, he's dungeon mastering it. And, of course, he made a flyer for each one of those, too. Yeah. I know. Good I feel like stuff, I might right? have to donate to him because he did me a favor the other day. You might have to. Yeah. It might yeah. be a thing you have to do. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're, it's time to throw it to some bing bongs and some segments. Let's make it happen. Uh, and we will uh, uh, bask in the goodness that is the Dungeons & Dragons lore slash Sage Advice team. <sighs> Welcome to another segment of Lore You Should Know, where we talk about little bits and bobs of Dungeons & Dragons lore, Forgotten Realms lore, and how you can bring it into your game. And today, I am joined... uh, I'm Greg Tito, first of all. Uh, I'm joined by Mr. Matt Cernan. Hello. And Mr. Chris Perkins. Greetings, everyone. We are here today to talk about Shemeshka the Marauder? Mm -hmm. That's right. Ah, nice. The king of the cross trade. Mm -hmm. What is the cross trade? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) What is Shemeshka? What is marauding? Can you describe that? Let's start with the basics. Shemeshka is an Arcanoloth, a type of Yugoloth um, fiend uh, who lives in the city of Doors, also known as Sigil. Mm, Okay. So this is the Planescape setting. Uh, That's where that kind of all erupted. And she is the king of the cross trade. -trade, The um, Planescape setting has a lot of... Slang uh, and cross trade is their slang for crime, etc. Oh, now it's all coming together. And mm-hmm. you're you wearing the uh, Planescape yeah, Torment yeah, shirt here is quite yeah. the Lady of Pain. Lady of Pain, exactly. All right. Uh, so is is she a god? Is Shemeshka a god? No, she's a fiend. Okay. Um, and but she's very well informed because she has a criminal network that extends throughout Sigil and beyond um, because, like all 
smart criminals, information is power to her, and anything that she can use to leverage, to gain leverage over another creature is highly desired. Yeah, so a lot of uh, her criminal network isn't like breaking an entry. It's um, getting uh, blackmail information or just knowing what's going to happen uh, soon because of X, Y, or Z, that kind of a thing. Yeah, interesting. One of the things that sort of set her apart when she was uh, first introduced in the Planescape setting and then when they expounded upon her in um, the Faces of Sigil accessory mm-hmm. for Planescape was that she and I use the term she loosely because Arcana Loths are basically, you know, it's. (laughs) Uh, But she's she's identified as a she, and um, even though her title is king, there's a lot of ambiguity, obviously, around that. Um, But she preens and fawns over her appearance and has attendants who dress her and comb her and make sure that she is as presentable as possible because for her, appearances are important. Um, false though they may be. Right. Um, an Arcanoloth, for those who don't know, is one of the more powerful Yugoloths. They specialize in arcane magic and are really, really, really good wizards. Okay. Um, and they hoard spells and other things, but they basically look like um, fox-headed um, humanoid creatures with tawny fur covering their their bodies and sharp talons on their hands and they're often depicted in art or were often depicted in art by Tony Dieterlitzi as wearing spectacles which was sort of a humanizing element although I don't think they really need them <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting the minutiae it just of makes or, them look art smart. orders. Yeah. All right. So, so, what it, so going back just before we move on so what's a Yugoloth for those who may not know right like so. me so uh, there were demons and devils in original D&D, and then there were things that were introduced that were daemons. And, um, and they were different. Uh, and then later on, the names all had to be changed in second edition because we were scrubbing out all the evil stuff because of the sort of uh, satanic panic I see. Uh, in the, the 80s and so on. And so... Uh, yeah, so demons became Tanari, devils became Beatazu. And the daemons became Yugoloths. Right. Okay. What it, now? What's the in the devil? I know devils and demons and their blood war. Yeah. Where do Yugoloths slash daemons fit into that? So uh, devils are lawful evil, and demons are chaotic evil, and then Yugoloths are neutral evil, and they are painted largely as sort of mercenaries of the multiverse. Uh, you know. Their, their version of evil um, is uh, kind of one that doesn't get involved and it's, it gets paid. It's kind of a strange. <laughs> it's completely self-serving yeah. um, is the nature of neutral evil. They'll do anything for themselves no matter what the pain it inflicts upon others. Right. And, and the weird thing about the Yugoloths is that basically, um, you know, you, there aren't very many plots or adventures or anything out there that I can think of where the villain is a Yugoloth because – the Yugoloths generally aren't the people who are, uh, you know, activating the pl- evil plot, right? They they sort of a, a sort of a passive evil in a weird way, and yeah. and so they often appear as henchmen, yeah, bodyguards, it, that kind of a thing. So yeah. it's it's kind of an interesting role for that that uh, sort of race, if you will, in the universe. Right. right. They're not their goal isn't sadistic or 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 in any kind of. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, cruelness. It's just, you know, I'm just doing this for my own yes. goals. Coincidentally, I did write a, um, a 
an adventure for Dungeon Magazine that had a Yugoloth villain oh. um, in issue 55 called Umbra. Um, but, and he's a completely self-serving creature. Um, he's totally out for himself, and he's basically wreaking havoc for his own personal gain. I love that you're the only person that could be like, oh, yeah, I wrote that in, in <laughs> number 55, <laughs> Matt. Come on. <laughs> um, but, but Matt is absolutely right. They are often sort of subordinate or secondary to whatever main plot is going on. Um, Arcanoloths, because they're so smart, are kind of really good mastermind villains. Um, and Shemeshka is the, the, the poster child for, uh, for that. Why is she called uh, the Marauder? Because you say she's, you know, a, a exchanger of, of yeah. information and crime. You know, I feel like a Marauder would be someone who's a warlord and out, you know, dominating and destroying. That's an excellent question. I don't think there's a very good answer for that. <laughs> but, I mean, we can imagine that before she got – I mean, they uh, Yugoloths are um, basically mercenaries in the blood war a lot of the times, so, uh, basically demons and devils. Um, in the Blood War have to pass through other planes to get at one another for the most part. And one of the ways that they do that is by hiring uh, Yugoloths to um, either direct their forces or act as mercenaries for them and so on and so forth. And so you can imagine Tomesca the Marauder might have been someone who was really important and uh, an important sort of general or captain or something like that in the Blood War serving as a mercenary for one side or the other or both. And then eventually she gets to uh, Sigil and it's like, well, this is fine. <laughs> I'll just do my thing here. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. So she was a, a previous marauder in, in another Perhaps. part yes. of her life. Yes. All right. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, let's see. Um, she, uh, other than appearing in those second edition Planescape products, she hasn't figured prominently in any published adventure as yet. Um, although I recently picked her up and dropped her into my Dice Camera Action game where she's made several appearances. Right. Um, because it turns out one of the characters inherited a sword that was passed down through his family that was made by her for them and by inserting keys into its hilt, um, the Waffle Crew can summon her and bid her to provide them with uh, truthful answers to three questions if she knows the answers. Uh, and she does it as sort of part of this agreement that she set up with this family a long time ago. And what she gets out of that is sort of ambiguous at this stage, but as happens, uh, she, she's going to make greater and greater demands on the party as time goes on, and as the information she possesses holds greater value to them. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, the reason I chose her was because I think that with all the Planescape characters that were created, she rises to the top as being one of the ones that has gained the most popularity among the fan base. And it's not altogether clear why. I'm not sure we've ever really um, delved down to find out what's appealing about her, other than I think there is a humanity to her that is relatable. Um, and she is a creature of many faults and... Uh, desires and so uh, it opens her up to lots of possibilities for using her in a number of versatile ways yeah I think the ambiguity about her being helpful on the one hand but dangerously so mm. is also interesting yeah and in in Sigil she has a rivalry with another uh, Yugoloth uh, Akin who is also an Arcanoloth and he is the one who's 
depicted most often with the spectacles kind of way on the end of his nose and uh, and a weirdly luxuriant mustache coming off of it. Yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no weirder than Shemeshka's razor vine headdress. Yes, but exactly. Yes. Uh, but yeah, and so they have some sort of rivalry and, and he, Akin is, identifies as male and he is a um, sort of seller of magical trinkets and uh, little objects and, and, and information as well. Um, and so they, they have some sort of – there's sort of hints in, in the various writings of her Planescape that there is this long-running rivalry and hatred between them. Um, but exactly what the source of that is or, or and how that unfolds in, in Sigil is, is sort of left mysterious. Right, right. And Sigil is is important uh, because it is this uh, you know, kind of crossroads between right. the multiverse. It is the donut way. at the center of the multiverse. Right. Yeah. Uh, so her being uh, the owner of the information, or at least you know one of, one of the brokers of information in there, uh, is very important. Now, obviously, we're talking about things that are very specifically you know either Planescape uh, or other, you know very D and D. But how can people use characters like Ugolas or like Shemeshka in, in their campaigns? If you want to drop it, it's like say for example, like you said, oh, I just used her because it was useful at the time. Like, what kind of need did that serve in, in that story? Yeah. Um, well, I talked a little bit about what I'm what I'm doing in the in the dice camera action. She's there basically as a as a way for the characters to learn things that they might not be able to get otherwise. But every time they ask, of course, they're digging themselves a little deeper with her, and uh, and so the the tension becomes: at what point do we stop contacting her when it becomes too great a risk? She's already made one of the characters do something for her under the power of a Gaius spell, so it, it could only get worse. But um, uh, I think that they're very versatile, Arcanaloths. Uh, for instance, one shows up in Curse of Strahd. Uh, you find it kind of locked away in the Amber Temple, which is this place where the powers of good basically locked away all this evil lore. And it kind of finagled its way inside and it's like a kid in a candy store really. It's just – it has no reason to go anywhere else because it's surrounded by all these things that it loves. Um, and it kind of serves as a guardian in that way. And it's actually um, a hostile threat. Um, if you come there seeking knowledge, it doesn't want to give you anything. And so it attacks you uh, and you have to – be very, very wary of it because it has great magic at its disposal. That's a sort of different take on the Arcanoloth, one that's a little bit more vicious and inaccessible. Mm. I like Ulos because they're uh, um, because of the mercenary quality and that sort of weird uh, neutrality of them. Uh, on the one hand, you have demons and they're sort of like these engines of destruction that like you you just got to get rid of those things. They're <laughs> no good. On the other hand, you have you have devils and they they have all these contracts. They want to you know steal your soul and all this kind of stuff. And so like making any sort of deal or, or anything like that with devils always seems really really dangerous. Whereas you have Yugoloth somewhere in the middle and it's like they're really bad. But like you could maybe just pay this thing to go away and yeah. it would. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's like the villain's henchman. If you just offer it more money, it might be like, OK. Yeah. Because right. yeah. he's got no loyalty right. or you know, it, the fact that they're, yes. that they're neutral evil it really plays into that. Yeah. You know, and then like, well, then maybe someone else pays to come back. But <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, it, it is it is really like a, it's like yeah. a fun thing where, where um, you know, it's this really evil thing that doesn't really necessarily care about you. It just has its own desires. And so it's not it's like a man, it's not really doesn't really want to kill you, you know, like it's, so there's just lots of room to role play with that sort of uh yeah, character. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And uh uh the other thing that's worth mentioning about uh Yugoloths is that um 
they, like many fiends, have true names mm. that they keep hidden because to know a fiend's true name is to be able to control it. Absolutely. And Arcanoloths are particularly hungry to learn the true names of other fiends so that they can hoard that information, dole it out to people as they will, mm. and then uh, coerce fiends into doing their bidding by virtue of knowing what they know. So what's Shemeshka's true name? We have never said. <laughs> never? <laughs> never. You know, it's, I'm it's asking on behalf of the Waffle Crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny them out. Like how often the idea of true names come up and then how, like, I, don't, I can't think of a single instance in which the players know the true name, <laughs> like in any adventure where, where it's like, and here's the true name of so-and-so, so yeah. now you have power over them. Yeah. Like, I can't think, so that's a really fun thing to play with if, if you want to do that. There's an Arcanoloth in Tomb of Annihilation, and I don't want to spoil it too much because a lot of people haven't probably gotten to it yet. Um, but there is the possibility of learning its true name. Oh, nice. Uh, I didn't realize yeah. that. That's cool. Built into the adventure. Nice. You're just yeah. full of being like, hey, but Matt, there's this thing. <laughs> yeah, his name is Bob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, apologies to Bob Salvatore. Yes. <laughs> and, and in the adventure, when you learn its true name, you also, if nobody's picked up on this yet, but there's a little, there's a little Easter egg built in a little D&D Easter egg built into the name. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, neat. Okay, cool. Well, that, that in itself will get people, in the, uh, yeah, people uh, like searching pouring, for it. Pouring through the book now right. and figuring out what it is. Yeah. yeah. I, players, of course, will just want to find right. the, yes. the, the, the content. Yes. You know, exactly. That, that's, that's in there, but that is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, anything more about Shemeshka uh, herself uh, that we want to, to, to share? She's a terrible person. A creature. <laughs> <laughs> as nice as she may pretend to be, uh, you have to remember that Yugoloths are fiends. They are irredeemably evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, even if you think that they yes. may be helping you right. to, to, to for you know for yes. altruism, no, it's no, never that. There's no. They don't even understand altruism. I don't think. Or if they do, they just sort of laugh at it, um, like a failing of mortals. Uh, they are unequivocally self-serving. Um, that is, they are pure neutral evil in that regard. Are they? Do they play on mortals' uh, ability to recognize altruism? Like, is it something that it's like, okay, I'm going to make you think that I'm your friend, or they the do smart don't one, even care? The smart ones do, but Yugoloths also run the gamut from being dumb as rocks to being super geniuses. Yeah. So the smart ones will. The dumb ones, no, they're just pure self-serving engines of hunger and and willpower. Nice. Yeah. Makes sense. Kind of frightening. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they have armies is even more frightening. <laughs> <laughs> and it's up for sale for anyone who yeah. wants to if bring can, them. If you can afford a Yugoloth army, bully on you. Yeah. Just watch out. Make sure your enemy has more money than you do. <laughs> or had, knows more about the true names than you do. Right. Yeah. Yes. That might be worth it. If I, I yes. know five fiends' true names. Yes. Come fight for me. There is the idea. It's in the monster manual for Yugoloths of the of the book of keeping, which is uh, has all the names of, and all the sort of um, the number of, of Yugoloths because there's basically like a set limit number of Yugoloths. With demons and devils, it's a little bit different. Um, demons just get created by the abyss, like whenever. Uh, and devils kind of have to uh, elevate lawful evil souls from um, sort of weird larvae and other things, lemures that come out of the sticks and stuff like that, and turn them into greater, powerful, more powerful devils according to certain rules. And Yugoloths are, are it's neither of those things. They, they're just 
they were created way back when with this thing with the Book of Keeping, and uh, that's yeah. all there is. And and now they're in a sort of a steady state of attrition. Every time a Yugoloth is forever destroyed, that's one less Yugoloth in the multiverse that will never come back. There's a finite number, and it will never. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Correct. It's a it's a mighty large number, but <laughs> you have to like go to their home plane where they all live. <laughs> <laughs> Not the and safest kill, place kill in the there. multiverse, right. right? And murder them all. Yeah, yes. like, oh, finally. Yeah, no more Shmashkas around the world. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right, awesome. If people want to find out more about uh, uh, you know devils, demons, and demons, and Yugoloths, and Shmashka, how can they get in touch with you guys? I am at Cernet on Twitter, S-E-R-N-E-T-T. And I am at Chris Perkins, D-N-D. Awesome. Great, guys. Uh, I feel like I know more. And uh, you do, too. So thank you. We'll be back with another segment uh, next week. Thanks. What a good segment that was. Did you enjoy all the uh, the segments that we just uh, listened yes, to I did. in real it time? Yes, might have been my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a good voice actor because that seemed like you were really interested. <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> mm. Did you watch The Great Pumpkin? When I was a kid, yeah, it was sure. On last night, I didn't watch it last night. No, I did. I don't want who watches broadcast television anymore. You know, we were watching like, eh, like, not really sure why they would have ever thought kids would find some of these jokes funny. Yeah. It's really just depressing, a lot of the peanut stuff. It is. It's, it's not. I used to think up. it was not, but it, Oh, I no. loved it. I lived for it whenever those specials would come on. I know. And like Quinn was like, is that it? Yeah. I don't like it. It's silly. I want to watch Teen Titans. More Teen Titans, please. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, let's ask Erica what she thinks about the Great Pumpkin when we call her up right about now. Okay. We're going to talk about all of the glory. And the girls. And uh, whether their gut is working. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Probiotics. Hey, Erica. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Good. How's it going with you? Pretty good. Sorry, we. It, I didn't oh, realize a whole half hour we got passed. A, time just flew. We are so sorry. I know. No worries. I'm just eating some pretzels. Nice. Do that into the microphone. Because oh, Ryan okay. likes that a lot. <laughs> it's true. It's one of his favorite things. I also have the great Oh, do you? <laughs> do you hear Erica, that? Erica, did you ever watch The Great Pumpkin? Charlie Brown? Um, probably. <laughs> See? <laughs> didn't I don't really remember it, though. Didn't resonate with her. Yeah, it didn't resonate yeah, with her. Yeah, it was like something I lived for every year, and but it's not holding up. It's sort of depressing. I feel like, and correct us if we're wrong, Erica, but you kind of have to be of a certain, like... <laughs> yeah, age? you have to have been a kid in the 70s, because yeah. we didn't have that much other stuff to compare to right <laughs> so the so, idea yeah. of like oh it's time for the christmas specials or the halloween specials yeah. that's less exciting like you could, it was once a year like we did not get to go to youtube and watch it anytime or have a dvd of it or have netflix it was like it was on and if you missed it too bad you yeah. you didn't see it so i think that was what was part of the special of watching these shows but it was just a little depressing last night watching it because we were like, eh, it's not as good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. And you don't even That's remember it. Yeah. It yeah. is a bummer. Yeah, it's, it's always disappointing when things don't uh, stand the test of time. Yes, it is. It's true. Unlike Girls Guts Glory, bum, bum, bum. which does stand the test of time and will continue to. 
people entertain oh, gosh, for generations so. and generations to come. <laughs> Archaeologists, two thousand years from now, will unearth your archives uh, yeah. from, from what is this hard drive they have? Um, so yeah, the speaker, well, you guys are actually playing a lot more now with yeah, your weekly. We're, yeah, we're playing weekly. We're playing um, for like two and a half hours, I think, every week. That's crazy, and it's live. Right? And it's live. So that's kind of, is that new? That's new for you. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, the first time we ever went live was at the Stream of Annihilation. Oh, <laughs> just and, throw yourself right into it. Yeah, and um, we were just at TwitchCon and we performed live in front of people. Yeah. How was is, that? It was It was a lot of fun, but it was really scary at first. Yeah, I, w- I would be terrified. <laughs> yeah, I like looked out and I'm like, there's just a bunch of people just sitting there watching us. Oh, my God. And we could could see them watching us. Hanging on your every word, every broken accent that you could throw out there. (laughs) Trust me, there were a lot of broken accents that day. (laughs) Was it interactive with the audience, or do they just sit politely and watch? Um, For the most part, they just watched, but we did get one guy uh, shouting, uh, throw a fireball! So (laughs) That happens. Yep. Yeah, even uh, uh, Chris Perkins and the, uh, the the crew there at Benaroya Hall have to field suggestions sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did get their fireball. Oh, uh, they it, did. It, good. it wasn't immediate, but <laughs> You're like, they got it. That's, 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 good, uh, that's good showmanship there to be like, yep. all right, let's pay it off. <laughs> we will have our fireball. So what else happens at TwitchCon? What do you do there? Um, there's like a lot of games to preview, um, oh, cool. lots of other streamers and panels and that sort of situation. It's uh, We could only go there on Saturday, which was unfortunate. Mm. Um, so I didn't get to explore quite as much as I wanted to. Uh, but you could... Uh, uh, my biggest regret of TwitchCon was not taking a picture on their giant raptor. Whoa. There was a giant raptor? Yeah, and I didn't take a picture on it because I didn't want to wait in line. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. depressing. You could have skipped the line. You could have like, you know, pulled, Do you know pulled... who I am? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone there is like... a streamer, though. That's, okay. that's a hard I'm a part. live streamer. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't know who you are. Get in the line. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the response you don't want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, so what was it, what was the game like? Did you guys I didn't get to watch it uh, yet. How was it was it uh, uh, super entertaining at TwitchCon? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, we just did a one shot. We only had an hour. Um, so it wasn't it was a lot to try to fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically it it wasn't in like a timeline necessarily. Um that's and, that's sometimes better to do those on a on an event like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because we didn't have uh, everyone to continue the storyline really. Um, but yeah, we did a one shot, and basically Ichabod got invited to an engagement party <laughs> and brought all funny. of us. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and uh, Ichabod danced a little, <laughs> and. <laughs> Then someone got stabbed, so we had to find the person who stabbed them, and we basically kind of lit the entire thing on fire. <laughs> with, a, with a fireball. It's not All a right, party like until it. something goes up in flames. Yeah. That's awesome. So basically, don't invite us to an engagement party. Was uh, was Kelly the DM? 
Oh yeah. Nice. How has she uh, been 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 doing? And what what's what's been your experience with her so far? Oh my gosh, I love Kelly so much. She is such an incredible DM. Um, so we first, uh, when we first played with her, she threw us directly into a festival of Larue, and um, like you do, like you do, and it was kind of perfect because a lot of us love unicorns. A. B, I love festivals, just like in general. So, <laughs> so there was just, just like so much magic happening, and it was just like very. She has a good way of um, like immersing us in the world, and uh, I don't know. She's incredible, and I love her DM style. That is cool. So. Yeah. And she's been uh, she's she's taken over for the live streams on on Twitch on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And, so uh, she's our constant DM now. How does Kim feel about that? Oh, Kim's Kim loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Less work for her. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She's like, I don't think I can DM every week. We need to find someone else. It's <laughs> like, okay. So where and did then, you find Kelly? Um. So Rachel and I went to a. Uh, um, we went to gather your party at Geek and Sundry, mm-hmm. and we just kind of like ran into Kelly and we're talking to her and um, we told her about GGG and she was telling us about how she DMs like three times a week. Nice. And she's like, I love DMing. <coughs> I do it all the time. And we're like, oh, interesting, because <laughs> we need a DM. <laughs> Perfect timing. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we brought her in, and she just, you know, creates these amazing magical stories for us. So so is there, like, an interview process when you have a new dungeon master? Because that's kind of, especially for a live stream, and that seems kind of risky. Like, if she just gets in there and she's just a total dud, or you guys just... You're, she doesn't, I don't know, like she's not playing to the group. We know she didn't. We know the end of the story is a happy <laughs> one. But like, is there like an audition the, the process? Whole, yeah, does the whole party get yeah. to like talk to her and meet her and vice versa for her? Prepare three uh, monologues. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do <laughs> five different voices. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much um, just got as many of the girls together as we could. And Kelly ran a game for us and... We fell in love with her, oh, so weird. you know in we. Mm-hmm. And we we had talked to like a couple of other people, but it just didn't really pan out. Mm. Um, and so it was just the stars aligned, and we we got Kelly. Good. So, <laughs> well, we are glad that it worked out. Me too. Oh, so am I. Right. <laughs> so now that you're doing the game live, is it different for you guys? Are you finding like you had to like, regain your footing, or were you? a little more shy or reserved or the opposite where you're just like, it's live. We're just going for it. Um, I think it really depends on the person. Um, so like for me, I feel like I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm such an observer, like in real life and in game that I just kind of am watching what's happening. And when we were doing, uh, the, the pre-recorded things, um, on our breaks, people would be like, Erica, you have to talk more. I'm like, ah. So when we're doing it live, I have to sort of come out of my shell more. Mm. Um, and I have to like try and be more aware of the fact that like, oh, I haven't said anything in like 
10 minutes maybe i should <laughs> that's how i feel on all those podcast. all those lala fans out there like clamoring <laughs> waiting for on your every word <laughs> Yeah, I, I probably let them down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're the uh, the Ringo Ringo of the group, <laughs> the strong silent one the, with, with a good backbeat that just keeps the, <laughs> keeps it going. The moral center. So, but I think it depends on each girl. I think um, a lot of it is us just you know just going for it, you know, and um, just. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's definitely different. Yeah. It's much more it's more like a performance rather than a like uh, a shoot, right? I mean, you you kind of have to it's like theater versus uh uh, uh you know, uh, taping a sitcom. Mhm. Yeah. yeah, it's like we definitely have to keep in mind that uh there are people watching us at that moment. Um So less, know, less picking of noses. Yeah. Uh so we have to make sure yeah, not to pick our nose, not to uh I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else you can see. I was going to say, I should have been picking my nose when I was saying that. That would have made it uh, way, way funnier. <laughs> but I didn't, since we are on the live stream. You're not. You're that, you can I do know. whatever you want. Yeah. I'm picking my nose right now. You can't even tell. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I wish I could. Something's in there. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly, don't just pretend you drop something under the oh, table. Oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> that works every time. Yeah, nice. Totally. <laughs> yeah, live streaming a D and D game is kind of my biggest nightmare. You think so? I would be so scared. I wouldn't. I would not talk. I was going to ask you. Do you want to be in a live stream game next <laughs> next year? Really? Yeah. I don't know. I like. I like surprising Shelly on air about things. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's like how you. Told me we were going to live stream this podcast. It's true. It was the best way. Oh, why is there a camera here? <laughs> By the way. You should have brushed your hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was super nervous when we decided to start live streaming. But now you get, you get used to it, right? Yeah, yeah. You get, it gets easier okay. as it like, good goes know. on. Yeah. Because you guys have been doing it for almost two months now, right? Or about a month? About a month. I feel like. About longer. a month, yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, so that's cool. And you got like a cool room down in Los Angeles to do it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are you doing yeah. it? We have a really nice studio oh. and, uh, yeah, it's cool. Well, I feel so fancy every time we go in there. It's all professional. No more, uh, uh tapestries, uh, and stuff on the back. <laughs> yeah. No more, uh, having to kick my boyfriend out of his apartment for the day so we could film. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's still a lot of burrito eating though. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Well, that's good. Phew. Yeah. That was close. <laughs> <laughs> so do people ever ever recognize you guys now that your show has been on for a while and from a um, It hasn't happened recently, but when uh, Rachel and I were at Comic-Con, we had a few people be like, oh, I love Girls Guts Glory. And we're just like, what? You know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it was really exciting. Um. Were you prepared? Did you and have like a, you're like, uh, you know, did you have to put on your, your fan interaction face? Uh, no, I think I, I looked more confused than anything. <laughs> um, like, she's so real. <laughs> I was just like, us? Wait, huh? <laughs> and um, actually, oh, it was so cool. So, I mean, this wasn't really like someone recognizing us, but at TwitchCon, someone drove all the way up from uh, San Diego to see us. No way. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. 
and we we signed his TwitchCon badge. That's it was really cool. cool. Was it the same person that saw you at Comic Con? No, it's someone else. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Just wait until next year. You'll be going to conventions, and people will be cosplaying as you. <gasps> Crazy. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. That's mind I can see that. Shout that out to people out there to start, start cosplaying as, yeah. as, uh, as Girls Got Glory. I can totally see it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So being that, I want to talk about um, your other job as a stylist. Oh, okay. I just think it sounds really cool. <laughs> um, but also, do you, so are you involved a lot in everybody's costume and... Everything that uh, they, they're wearing, because it's, it's all so well done. I thought they the must have part, a stylist. Yeah, I mean, we, um, <coughs> I, I mean, yes and no. Uh, I provided a lot of the costume pieces, um, but pretty much the girls just like, you know, we just wanted to dress up <laughs> as our characters. So we just had to find pieces that we thought would fit. And um, I kind of filled in the blanks there. Um but for, I don't know if you guys saw our stream on Sunday, our Halloween stream, but... Um, I saw the pictures from it. <laughs> yeah. You guys were all dressed as uh, different characters from uh, the D&D cartoon. Oh, yeah. no way. Yeah, we all picked characters from the Dungeons & Dragons animated series um, and dressed up as them, and I I did a lot of those costumes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you make them? Like, props and all that stuff? Um, kind of, yeah. Um, I styled Kellen's wig. Um, I, I'm more of like an adjuster. I get things and I make them fit my needs mm. as opposed to making things from scratch a lot of the time. Right. That's, um, that's what a lot of costume design is, though. You're like, you're, you know, collecting pieces and putting them together in the right way and mm-hmm. ad- adapting yeah. them. Yeah. That's definitely more like what I do as a stylist as well. Hmm. Is I'll go, uh, we'll uh, pull a bunch of clothes and then, you know, just put things together and um, make them fit properly, that sort of thing. My poor kid's pants, his Halloween costume, they were too long. And I guess I should have <laughs> thought of that before I took him out yesterday in it. And it was last minute, and I don't know how to do anything crafty. And I had to like duct tape his pants to his body <laughs> to his wait you body? used duct tape on his on his skin no it didn't touch his skin thank oh. god but i like i don't know how to hem- i mean like i can't do anything really i mean even if i had 10 days i couldn't do anything i was like go give me the duct tape <laughs> i'll just try to like tape him up around his legs super tight so they would it worked i had that and some yeah. binder clips and we made, we made it work some binder clips <laughs> i'm like oh, just yeah, don't sit down it's such a useful tool. Yes, yeah. I think I've actually seen it on, like, Say Yes to the Dress or something. Or, like, some... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have mm-hmm. seen binder clips in action. Oh, yeah. Just we use them it. all the time. You do? Like some, um, Real yeah. stylists, see? Real uh, stylists. For, like, Real. photo shoots and things. Um, I've had them used on me. When I do, like, e-commerce modeling, they'll, like, pin the clothes to make them look like they actually fit me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, these are for a very... I'm using them right now. (laughs) This (laughs) t-shirt. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that for dudes in, like, uh, uh, button downs or something like that, that they'll binder clip the back of the button down. Oh, really? Yeah, Mm -hmm. to, like, bundle it up a little bit so it does feel 
more slim. Like when they're wearing yeah. it? When or they're wearing it, yeah. Like what? Not just like for a photo? No, no, no. For, for like a front-facing photo. For like, oh, or if you're doing like a video say, shoot yeah, or something the, like the that. The weird things you learn about men. Yeah. So oh, bad. yeah, I do it all the time. I got, <laughs> I got binder clips for days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pull my fat, too, and, like, binder clip that. <laughs> binder clip your, your, your eggplants. That's what my dad used to call. They're eggplants? The, chunk, the chunks <laughs> above your hips. The right. eggplants. Yeah. Yeah, it's apt. That fits. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Anyway. Sweet. Well, I think Shelly was actually fishing for tips for her stylist. Yeah, uh, I just uh, love that. That's your job. So I just binder clips is it. Everything about... Yeah, they're also good in D and D because you can keep your uh, uh, character sheets together. Yeah, very useful. Very multi no, multi purpose tool. Way to bring it back to D and D, Greg. <laughs> Did you like that? Did yeah. you like that segue back? <laughs> Nice. Uh, so you mentioned uh, Kellen, Kellen Coleman, uh, uh, mm-hmm. and how you were you were styling her wig, but she's a new addition to the cast as well. Yeah, she is. Um, well, kind of. She was actually supposed to be. Uh, she was part of the group from the beginning. Right. Um, it was just, she's, you know, a very busy woman. Um, same with, like, Sujata. Mm-hmm. But uh, she just couldn't make it to either of the shoots, and it was really disappointing. Aww. But we're so happy to have her for the live stream. Yeah, I can't believe she's doing, you know, yeah, right. The the one day of shooting she can't make, but the weekly on yeah, Sundays, done. <laughs> yeah, well, I think... I don't know if we shot on Sundays when uh, we were doing our uh, filming. I actually don't even remember what days we shot. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the to the folks here on the Twitch chat who are uh, talking about uh, duct tape being the unsung hero of backstage fixes. Ah, True. There you and go. then someone else oh, yeah. being like, gaff tape. I'm like, yeah, totally. Gaff tape is actually the best tape ever. All right. It's Might my have favorite. to get some of that. It is. It's gaffer's okay. tape. I think I still have a few rolls. That I use. Really? Yeah, from well, the old days. From back in your stage management days? Exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> really? you like never know when you need like a tape that you can put on something that won't like oh, destroy no, what I you're know. putting on. But it's now strong enough. Yeah. It's really good. Well, could have done that. Gaffer's tape, shout out. Woo! All right, maybe we can get Gaffer's tape to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's cool. And Kellen is on, uh, you know, she's in a lot of stuff that people might have seen. Uh, she's in the mm-hmm. most recent sitcom, What Me, Myself, and I. Yeah, that's her uh, current sitcom. It's on at 9.30s Monday nights. Nice. I know that, too, because my buddy is on it. Bobby Moynihan is uh, – oh, yeah. I went to, to college with him, and he's – I don't think they're in together. I don't think they're in, like, the same timeline. Uh, so I don't think they've actually worked together. Or maybe they've, you know, they've at least probably hung out at least as a cast. But, mm-hmm. yeah, very cool. I love that show. Yeah, and um, people have been recognizing her in chat. From because she was on a few episodes of The Office mm-hmm. um, and Newsroom. She was also oh. yeah in Newsroom. Is that the new show? That's... No, it's the older. The n- oh no, there's a new new show, but that's not it. News, <laughs> good news, bad news. You, you, you've turned in, you've turned into your mom. There's a show <laughs> on the program out there. <laughs> you can Newsroom. watch it on the TV. Uh, that's story. super cool. Well, I, I I can't wait to meet her and pick her brain about uh, uh, about playing Dungeons and Dragons even more. Maybe we'll got to get her on here pretty soon. Maybe. Oh yeah. Talk about what it's like working with Erica. I'll get the scoop on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you and Rachel are also playing Neverwinter every week. We are Monday nights, eight to ten p.m. Oh, that's cool. tonight. For yeah, those of you. tonight. I forgot what day it was. <laughs> so what, what level are you guys up to? Uh, 
Twenty-six. Sweet. That's yeah. You're getting getting up there. I like that mm-hmm. you guys started at uh, you know from new characters. I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. we uh, we made our characters. Uh, we made Ignog and Lork, <laughs> the characters that we had made for uh, the meat grinder nice. for Stream of Annihilation. Yeah. Because we didn't know there were going to be pre-generated characters there. So we were like, oh, we'll make some characters that we won't get attached to. But then we got attached to them. (laughs) That's what always happens. (laughs) Right? Um, So now they're back in Neverwinter. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, so you guys are playing through uh, something like the Tyranny of Dragons kind of level of stuff at this point? Um, Trying to remember where we are right now. We're doing... um, what is the quest we're on? All I can think about is the fact that it's the the Halloween festival happening there. Oh right, um, <laughs> yeah. Happening they, where? In Neverwinter. Oh really? In the they MMO, have, they yeah. have a Halloween festival in Neverwinter. It's ish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Right, Liars Night. Isn't that what it is? Oh cool. It's like a Masquerade of Liars, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And be fun. Uh, in Protectors Enclave, they have a bunch of jack o' lanterns around and illusionists and you uh find coins and trade them for basically bags of loot (laughs) (laughs) can't go wrong there yeah that's That's for trading Mm -hmm. yeah i love that you guys just randomly mentioned that uh when we were doing our uh, uh interviews uh for the taped episodes and then i was like yes let's make this happen you guys need to play all the time huh and we do. <laughs> you got to be careful what you say around Greg. <laughs> yeah, that's He'll right. make it happen. <laughs> Just now, in fact, now that you're doing a live stream, I was like, oh, oh. I didn't even think about it, Shelly, but now I want to get her on board because she's terrified and I like terrifying her. You're a terrible <laughs> dungeon master. Oh, no, it's a, that's nice. You want to terrify your players. Well, if it's a I horror think most theme. most dungeon masters want to. What, what are we playing? I, I, if I did it. TBD. Oh. Whatever... I, when I'm, I'm going to send out a surreptitious survey of what you're most terrified of. I'm like, that's where we're setting it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not doing this. There's going to be snakes on a plane uh, as well as... Uh, throw up. Throw up. And, that's what I'm most terrified and of. And poo monsters. There's going to be some poo <laughs> monsters <laughs> coming at you. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> that's good content, right? Clowns? <laughs> yes, maybe some clowns. I'm going to need help with uh, some makeup on that Erica, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love to have Erica. I will only do it if Erica can style us. All right. <laughs> Got to fly her up here, but, yeah, we'll make it work. Yep. That's cool. <laughs> can Just you do – so we've been doing so much of, uh, you know, Skyping and other things. Can you do stylizing by proxy? We put our big old faces in front of a camera. Yeah. <laughs> she can tell us what um, to do. Kind of, yeah. All right. Well, you'll uh, love Greg's shirt that he's wearing. I do like his shirt, actually. It's nice. I was, I'm admiring it, and I'm wondering how I can get one. I know well, you said that I can't buy it. That's true. So. But we might be able to send some down your way. We can make Hi. it happen. I will send uh, at least four extra, extra larges uh, for you guys. Cause <laughs> that's exactly my size. <laughs> so you can belt them. <laughs> yeah, right. Make an address. Binder yep. clip them. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a callback, people. That's there how we go. know you're a professional. Yep. <laughs> That's a professional You'll move right there. Work, for sure. <laughs> so are you going to recycle the uh, Dungeons & Dragons cartoon costume for tomorrow? Um, no. Tomorrow I, being honestly, Halloween. Tomorrow being a Halloween. lot of those oh, costumes were true. only costumes from uh, the, 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 the top halves of our body. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what nice. you didn't see was that I was wearing uh, distressed jeans and a pair of Doc Martens on the bottom half of my <laughs> That I think works. they did that in the cartoon. They totally did yeah. that in the cartoon. Yeah. Right. The Doc Martens, yeah. I remember. Hank, uh, Hank definitely wears uh, black skinny jeans. That is very cute. <laughs> I feel like with, you know, being an adult, as we kind of are, uh, you know, you can get away with that. As long as you have, like, a mask or a good, like, concept, it doesn't yeah. really matter if your your bottom half is just normal clothes. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. You put in the effort. That's what I did with the yeah. with the peanut butter and jelly thing. I just put that on the top, and I'm like, I'm just going to wear jeans <laughs> like and my costume. sneakers. Is that yep. cool? Just, yeah, mm-hmm. It's game on. Yep. It works. Yeah. I also smear it peanut butter all over my face. Is well, that weird? That. Dogs <laughs> loved you. Dogs loved you. <laughs> <laughs> they love the costume. They do, indeed. <laughs> so are you getting any other people who are trying to get into the group? Hearing from anyone like, oh, I play d and I'm a girl. I have guts and glory. <laughs> Like yeah, I mean, we've been kind of collecting, um, like, alternate players for when um, our girls can't show up, you know. Yeah. So it's it's not impossible for us to have other people joining. Um, but, yeah, we have had people be like, oh, you're in a Dungeons & Dragons group? <laughs> nice. Spreading yeah. it out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. Mm. I was telling Shelly earlier that there was a there was a woman at a Halloween party I was at who was playing, and it was like eye opening. It was like this great moment of like, oh yeah, here's people who, you know, don't don't watch as many streams, although some of them I'm sure did too, or you know, don't pay attention to what we say on this silly podcast or or follow us on Twitter or things like that. And they were like, oh yeah, you work there, that's cool, whatever. They didn't <laughs> like really care, but I just loved that story so much because it was like, oh yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is like getting out there in so many different ways. That people are mm-hmm. dressing up as characters for yeah. Halloween parties. Yeah. And I, I love when people wear costumes like that. Because I, like, I remember you saying that, that you found your people. Yeah. And I always think on Halloween it's so much easier to be like, oh, I get that costume. Yep. You're my friend now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. They, they, they can let their, their flag fr- fly. And I'm like, yep, we're on the same page here. Yep, yep. I saw a lot of Stranger Things costumes yesterday Did you really? at the festival. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Have you seen any of, of uh, the new episode yet, uh, Erica? I think I'm on episode, I think I just finished episode five. Nice. You're, yeah. you're farther along. Oh, Ryan's dying to talk about it, but <laughs> we have not gotten to the end yet. Ryan's got two kids. Apparently, he can just binge all weekend long, apparently. Priorities. Yeah, priorities. <laughs> You're like, we got a babysitter just so that we could Seriously. watch this. <laughs> I was going to binge it all on Friday, honestly. Mm-hmm. But then um, I had watched the first season with my boyfriend, and I was like, hey, would you want me to wait, or can I start? He was like, wait for me. And I was like, oh. oh. That is like that is like the new relationship drama. Like if you watch a show without your significant other, that is like that is really the worst thing you can do to them. That's oh, BS. Yeah. I got I got no. so mad at him because he yeah. watched two episodes of Game of Thrones without me. Not cool. And I and I was waiting on watching them to watch them with him. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that sucks. Yes. So I was like, I was like, hey, when do you watch want to watch Game of Thrones? He's like, oh, I already did. And I was like, what? See, that happens. Happens in our house, too. I'm like, oh, I thought we were doing that one together. I mm. see. Now you're on episode five. <laughs> cool. I see the difference. I watch, you know, whatever. I don't I don't do the waiting thing because I will watch it again with you. And like, I'll get as much and if not more enjoyment by not watching it a second time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's why I was like, that's why I was wondering if, if he wanted me to wait or not, because I had watched the entire first season of Stranger Things, but then I rewatched it with him. Oh. Like, it's like, maybe he won't care. That one's probably a good <laughs> one to rewatch. I felt like I wish I kind of went back and refreshed myself on season one. Yeah. Once I started The recap wasn't, wasn't good enough? What? There was a recap? There's a recap. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a three, four, five minute recap of like Where? the first season. It played when you, when I started season two. It started with that. Yeah, same. Oh, I don't remember. Look, I think Bart must have screwed you up then. I don't let's, remember. Let's blame Bart. Really? I blame Bart. Like a previously maybe. I don't yeah, it was like a long previously on. It like uh, caught you up. I don't think so. <laughs> I think you guys have a different Netflix than I do. It's better Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We pay more money for the good Netflix. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> do you remember that one? secret secret Netflix? You have to have a password. Huh. Well, I think uh, we're going to go watch the rest of it right now because I think now that I'm like talking about it, you know, I'm like, I'm oh, now I want to go back and watch it. it. I want to go home. Yeah. And it's perfect. I rewatched it recently. Yeah, it's worth it. And it's perfect timing because around Halloween, I think yeah. they, really, they really nailed it. Like yeah. timing it out because the first yeah. season came out in the summer, which felt strange. It felt like it was a stranger thing. That's uh, <laughs> <yeah>, true. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, so uh, you guys have got Girls Got's Glory going on uh, uh, Saturday. Uh, sorry, Sundays at three p.m. Pacific time. Yes, and three uh, to five thirty. What's happening right now? Like, what's happening in the uh, in the in the, in the storyline? Oh my gosh! So the last episode was incredibly stressful because <laughs> we had our first uh, water water battle. Ooh. So we just got on a boat, and uh, Kim cast water walk on everyone as like a just in case anyone falls off the boat situation Mm -hmm. but um Allie and Rachel jumped onto the water to fight and they you know it's a unfamiliar territory so Rachel got sucked down by like a giant octopus and they were like Mer, I am assuming mer people, um, since I got hit by a trident (laughs) out of nowhere. Because we're fighting two sharks and two octopi, and then out of nowhere, a trident comes flying out of the water and hits me. Uh, (laughs) Ow. And you were flying, right? Yeah. Well, I was on the boat, but I was still flying (laughs) on the boat. Um, It was just, uh, Rachel almost died, Allie almost died. Ouch got to a point where a lot of us on the boat were like we don't know how to help rachel because she is 120 feet under the water oh my god (laughs) yeah and then how did you guys leave it is that where you left it with the cliffhanger of that um no they uh rachel got released she like uh knocked the octopus down enough hit points for it to let her go and then they just retreated so yeah. All right. So you're in the aftermath of that battle right now? Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> and you guys are are you guys on your way to Chult? Is that what the 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 ship where the ship was going? Uh no. So we were in Chult um doing the death curse yeah. when you know, we met Valindra. And um then Valindra opened up a portal and dropped us in Thay. Because we took her to the Lost City, and then she was like, ah, thanks, don't need you anymore. Rude. Um, yeah, so we're basically just trying to 
trying to get out of Thay. Right. <laughs> get out of Thay. <laughs> that sounds like what the title of this uh, this little season should be. Then. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I had totally forgotten that that was your. You guys met Valindra and you were like, she seems really nice. I think. Yeah, we rolled, rolled insight. I, I think someone rolled insight and it just wasn't high enough. No, it was pretty low, if I remember. And right. then, yeah, and they're like, oh, she looks like just a friendly elf person. And we're like, okay. Aww. And I think um, uh, uh, Ichabod was the one who was like, she like had like a crush on her, like, you know, like, like, like he's wanted to do. Uh, and then that sealed the deal, and everybody was just like, yeah, she's great. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Tough lesson, Ichabod. Yeah. Yep. I know. Beware elves with, uh, you know, skin falling off of them. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't see that, you It's know? true. It was an illusion. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's crazy. Well, that's very fun. Uh, I love uh, that you guys got transported out of there and uh, now have to deal with it. It was It was a shock. <laughs> <laughs> To the system. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, cool. Well, we, I, I, now I want to find out what's going to happen next with you guys in this boat, if you're going to continue to be attacked and who is attacking you. Yeah. Well, next Sunday. Stream. Next Sunday. At, see, that's what I was, I was, at 3 p.m. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash D&D. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I was bumping that up for you. I was yeah. like, here you go. <laughs> Time for the slam If dog. only there was a way for me to find out what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find out about uh, uh, about you, Erica, and what you do, as well as uh, uh, GGG in general? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at a style pixie, and also at Girls Guts Glory on Twitter and yeah, and Instagram. I believe it's still, and then. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram now. Girls, oh, you are? I know, I have to follow you. I don't think I follow you yet. So I will. Don't sound creepy when you say that. Was that creepy? Did that sound creepy? <laughs> I have to follow you. Oh, I didn't mean and it that way. I know, I know. I know what you mean. <laughs> but you were, you say you're being like a good a, friend by saying. Just be careful now that you're on Instagram, what you say to girls. <laughs> All right. I'm following you. Make sure they know Instagram. Will do. Instagram. I will. Okay. Yeah. Specify. That yeah. makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs> But also, I think we have updated bios and character sheets on girlsgutsgloryrpg.com. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. People have been asking about that forever. They want your updated character sheets, and you got it. I think the only one that we don't have is Sujata's. <sighs> Come on, Sujata. Come on. I mean, it's not, it's not her fault. It's partially my fault. <laughs> Come on, Erica. I had her character sheet, and I forgot to scan it. Oh, that's all right. You can just take, like, a picture of it with your phone now at this point. I feel like that's, like, True. scanning is a... Uh... Give the people what they want. Yeah, I, know, right? yeah. I was going to get it, uh, again, get it back from her, but then she we didn't, so... It happens. Next Sunday. Yep. Yep. Awesome. All right, well, well cool. now that those character sheets are up there, you guys better stay alive. <laughs> right? Uh, to do all new character sheets. A lot Rachel of work. Was, Rachel was sure she was going to die. But oh. she did. That is impressive. Which is good. She, you know, there's a whole another, uh, whole another session where she can die. Yeah, it's not over yeah, yet. There's a whole bunch of sessions she can die. It's true. I know. I uh, love that. Is, is Kelly a little bit more? Uh, I remember when Kim was like, "Wait, I can kill characters." Is uh, is Kelly a little <laughs> bit more uh, uh, ruthless when that when that happens? Oh yeah. <laughs> she was really bummed when she uh, she misrolled something, so it ended up not hitting someone. And then she was like, she was like, "Oh man." I ruled that wrong. You're lucky, but I'm so mad. <laughs> like, oh. 
I really wanted like, to hurt you. I'm like, oh. I'm like, why are you so bloodthirsty? What are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't what Kim says. <laughs> yeah. Kim would yeah. be like, oh, good for you. <laughs> That's what every dungeon master wants, to be compared to the dungeon master before. That's right. Kim didn't do that way. As well as uh, significant others also yeah. always want to be compared <laughs> to the one before. <laughs> the one right before. Yeah. Yep, everyone's favorite favorite things. Yep, we uh, we give Dungeons and Dragons advice on this podcast, but also dating advice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> talk about your exes a lot. Yeah, your ex, both positively exes. and negatively. <laughs> uh, all right, well, awesome. Uh, I'm I can't wait to tune in uh, uh, on Sunday uh, at three and uh, watch watch what happens next. Uh, thanks for. Yeah. Coming on. I'm glad you guys have gone on to the streaming and uh, uh, are doing Neverwinter streams. You're doing that tonight oh, yeah. at 8 p.m. tonight? Yes, 8 p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash perfectworld. Sweet. And we host it here on our channel. So if you guys want to hang out with your bros on uh, uh, and girls and gals and the glory and the guts, uh, you can do that all here, too. You never have to leave this channel. Yeah. Hey, what's happening? Yeah. Before we leave, last question. Uh, what's happening with the uh, the? Wasn't there going to be like a boyfriend stream happening at one point? Um. So yes. Bros, um, butts, and Bory, or something like that. It was gonna be. <laughs> boys, boys, butts, Blory. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. We are actually doing. So. Yes. Um. We're actually pre-recording those. Neat. So we'll have those available um, for when, like, a bunch of girls can't make it to a stream. Oh, um, that's a good idea. Do it as, like, a, a podcast of, or something? Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of us are uh, have really unpredictable schedules. So, you know. Good to have something in the can just to, just yeah. to be on the safe side. Mm-hmm. And um, we're actually going to be having two of them. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I love it. Good idea. That'll be fun. Yeah. And then you have to define what blurry means. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> make, 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 make that be one of the names of their characters or something like Everyone that. Everyone can just guess. <laughs> In the right it's context. It's open for interpretation. Yeah, right. What's your blurry? Can't tell you. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks, Erica, uh, thanks for, for, for calling me. in. Uh, you're the best. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, talk soon. Have okay. a good one. Thanks, Erica. Thanks. Have a nice day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. She's I whispered so nice. a little bit there. She's so nice. She's a very nice person. She is nice. She makes me want to nice uh, be a, a, better a, a better person. <laughs> <laughs> she completes me. <laughs> <laughs> but only on Instagram. <laughs> I'm following you. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know when things come out that sound creepy. Uh, that is an important thing to have in a friend. <laughs> it's very good. I raise you up. Raise, raise you, you up. out of the depths of creepiness. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. Uh, so yeah, they've got so much awesomeness going on, uh, yeah. and I'm glad that they're doing they're doing more. Me too. Erica, uh, we need more girls' guts and glory. Needs to uh, to to have more glory uh, in her stylizing of of, of no. us. So when we do our stream, I think we should Skype her in so that she can stylize She's us. She's probably like, oh, first of all, sit up. Number one Stop thing, slouching. your power your poster is all off. You have to. Yeah. Is that Bank my back is actually starting angle. to hurt because I've actually I think I've been hunched a little bit I've too been, much today. I've, I'm like catching a glimpse on. Pelham screen every now and again. I'm like, whoa, oh, Hunchy's yeah. back. Is that Hunchy, your name? Hunchy? Hunchy old face. 
That's your that's your other Tabaxi character yes. is Hunchy Old Face. That's their aunt, old Aunt Hunchy. <laughs> <laughs> Hunchy two shoes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now I want to meet Hunchy. Well, we might. Well, if we ever play again, I know I blame Bart on that. Oh, for sure. Drop the ball. Not the fact that you didn't show up like seven games in a row. That's not true. I was there. I was there. I was eating all my foods. I was eating all my foods, too. <laughs> we got to make it happen for reals. All right. For reals. Uh, you guys are amazing folks here uh, in this podcast land, and we're going to close it out by saying you can follow me at Greg Tito on the Twitters, at uh, Greg underscore Tito on, on the Instagrams. Way to mix it up. What are, where are you? I'm at Shelly Moo on the Twitters, and if – I think I'm on Instagram as well with Shelly Moo. I believe. Oh, really? I think Are you? It's just straight up Shelly Moo across the board. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, also for the Avalon but don't Hills. Don't go there. Where can people find out about Avalon Hills? Avalon Hill, number two. Number two. On Boo-boo. the Twitters. You can so, also find them on Facebook. Them. Them. You, you. can find them. <laughs> your, your amazing team. <laughs> you can find on all of your team. Facebook. I love it. Yeah. Uh, some fun stuff happening in that world. So I would follow those things immediately because you might get some fun uh, announcements before anyone else does. Or at Ooh. least at the same time that everyone else does. Ooh. Right? Right? I'm fishing for, for you to tell more secrets. No, I'm not saying anything. Uh, cool. And then if you guys want to find out about Dungeons & Dragons goings on, uh, of course, uh, Wizards underscore DND on Twitter. We don't have an Instagram yet, but we may soon. Also on the Facebooks. Uh, and if you want to find out uh, about uh, the game, go to DungeonsAndDragons.com as well as DragonMag.com. There's a new issue of uh, Dragon Plus coming out uh, very soon uh, in October. A lot of good stuff in there, and I suggest you check it out. It's an app for your uh, Android, iOS, uh, and online at uh, DragonMag.com. So bi-weekly, bi-weekly, bi-monthly issues. Don't so six issues a year. Um, and uh, good content, stuff from our partners, uh, as well as uh, tips for you, maps, uh, and uh, tons of, uh, of, of player content on there as well. Best of the Dungeons and Masters Guild. That's one of my favorite ones. Highlighting stuff on there. Nice. Love it. That's really cool. It's good things. Um, you guys are all good people. We're going to close this pre-Halloween recording session out. Uh, and uh, I hope you all roll with advantage on your death saves. This Halloween season. Oh, okay, good one. <laughs> <laughs>